0: Hi, I'm Gianna Volpe, and thank you for listening to The Heart of the East End on WLIW-FM, the show where we get to the heart of any matter at hand with folks from all walks of life on Long Island's only local NPR radio station. We stream online at WLIW.org radio and welcome your comments, questions, and collaborations of all kinds on The Heart of the East End. Live from the WLIWFM studio in Southampton, New York, I'm Gianna Volpe with local news on Long Island's only NPR radio station. Riverhead town officials and Ukrainian residents gathered on the lawn of Town Hall yesterday to celebrate Ukrainian Independence Day as the fight to keep the country's independence continues to rage in Eastern Europe. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com that in a flag raising ceremony attended by around 40 people, Reverend Bowden Heads, pastor of the St. John the Baptist Ukrainian Catholic Church in Riverhead, spoke about the importance of the celebration amid Ukraine's fight against Russian invasion. Quote I want to thank our town officials for supporting this event. It is very important for us to keep this flame going the flame that tells people about the injustice and war that's going on in Ukraine. Pastor Heads said, war did not stop. The media attention might have died down a little bit, but the war is still going on. The injustice is still happening. End quote. The children of the Ukrainian committee helped raise the flag to the top of the pole at Riverhead Town Hall as Reverend Heads led the crowd in singing the Ukrainian national anthem. Also in Riverhead, the Riverhead Highway Department has paved Cranberry Street and installed a sidewalk on the north side of the street, a common path for students walking to Riverhead schools. Alec Lewis reports on RiverheadLocal.com that Highway Superintendent Mike Zaleski, who took office in January, said Cranberry Street was a priority when he assessed which roads needed work done. The street, just an eighth of a mile long, connects Roanoke Avenue and North Griffing Avenue adjacent to Riverhead Middle School. Quote, I've seen kids' elbows touching school buses walking down the street. It was so narrow, Zaleski said. Previously, the road was 25 feet wide and had no sidewalk, causing kids to have to work walk on or close to the road, which is also used by school buses. The new sidewalk is also wheelchair accessible. Zaleski gave special thanks to assistant town engineer Ken Testa, who he said worked side-by-side side with him on the project, as well as council person Ken Rothwell, town board liaison to the highway department. Community De- uh, Development Director Don Thomas will look to obtain the New York State Safe Routes to School grant to recoup the $230,000 cost of the project, Zaleski said. New drainage infrastructure was also installed on Cranberry Street as the road was susceptible to minor flooding and had an antiquated drainage system, Zaleski said. Rothwell commended Zaleski for his work on the project. Mike, you have not just provided a safe passageway for the kids and provided safe routes, but I think you really have alleviated and protected our children from harm's way for many years to come. That's the most important thing, he said. Meanwhile, just across the Peconic River, asked to weigh in on the potential acquisition of the old Peconic Health and Racquet Club building, once home to the Seven Z's Scuba School on Flanders Road, Southampton Town Councilperson John Bouvier exclaimed, Finally, the purchase of the property has been a goal for years, and he recalled earlier attempts to buy the land. Quote, it was brought up when I first got into office, said the councilperson elected in 2015. Kitty Merrill reports on 27east.com that the Southampton Town Board will have a public hearing on the proposed 1.14 million dollar purchase on September 13th at 1 p.m., but that's not all that's being eyed in the Flanders Hamlet. A second hearing will focus on the 2.34 million dollar acquisition of land just across the water located on a peninsula juts into Reeves Bay across from the marina, home to the Griffing House at 1040 Flanders Road. It comprises 4.5 acres. According to the Town Heritage Report for Flanders, during the 1880s, Samuel Griffing took over the family farm there on the peninsula uh, initially known as Otter Hole Neck and later Methodist Point. Griffing began the area's first duck farm, and by the Turn of the 20th century, the farm was raising more than 5,000 ducklings per year. His father, John, had purchased it from the estate of Captain Charles Smith in 1861. The money for the purchase comes from the Community Preservation Fund, which is dedicated to the preservation of open space, historic properties, and farmland. A CPF-purchased property can't be turned into a commercial venue, like a marina under the law. Both properties are eligible for inclusion in Southampton Towns, wetland preservation target area the resolutions setting the public hearings note each is quote an indispensable and fragile natural resource that is immensely important to both the environmental and economic health of the town end quote and finally in coming weeks many parents on long island and elsewhere are expected to get an early look at their children's scores from springtime state tests with the trend due to accelerate in future years as Albany moves toward full use of computerized exams. John Hildebrand reports on Newsday.com that New York State Education Authorities released preliminary testing results for grades 3 through 8 to local schools several weeks ago, more than a month ahead of schedules followed in past years. On Long Island, school districts told Newsday that scores on the tests in English Language Arts and Mathematics, which are administered mostly, in late March and April will now be passed along to parents once the state lifts its embargo. Meanwhile, Education Commissioner Betty A. Rosa has announced the state intends to phase in full computer-based testing in grades 3 through 8 by spring of 2026. New York has made limited use of such exams since 2016, but has fallen behind other states in numbers of students involved. Rosa said computerized testing has been successfully introduced in 48 states and that, quote, it is critical that New York now also transition to modern approaches to assessment that are in line with the 21st century instruction and learning being fostered in classrooms. End quote. "The The tests are scored at four levels with a four rated as excellent, one rated as well below proficiency. More than a million students statewide and more than 180,000 in Nassau and Suffolk counties are eligible for grade uh, three through eight testing. However, thousands of students have not been graded in recent years, either because of parent boycotts or disruptions caused by the covid pandemic. Looking at the weather in Montauk as Montauk projects Jasper uh, Conroy joins us at the bottom of the hour to discuss the opening of the Montauk skate park we may have a uh, special guest, Tim Almeida, to let us know about a fluffy 4 feathered friend looking for their forever home as well, looking like a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms, mainly after 4 p.m., otherwise mostly sunny this Friday with a high near 82 degrees, south wind 7 to 14 miles per hour. Tonight, showers and thunderstorms likely mainly after midnight, midnight, Excuse me, mostly cloudy otherwise with a low around 70 degrees. Southwest wind, 6 to 11 miles per hour. Right now, it's 77 degrees. A little Johnny Cash getting us started this morning. J.J. Gray and Mofro after that. Music from all decades and genres. Interviews with folks from all walks of life all morning and midnight long. On Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
1: Coming coming down that railroad track. Hey, look yonder coming. Coming down that railroad track. It's the Orange Blossom special. Bringing my baby back. shoe or maybe california and get some sand in my shoe. i'll write that orange blossom special and lose these new Say man, when are you going back to Florida? When am I going back to Florida? I don't know, don't reckon I ever will. Ain't you worried about getting your nurseman in New York? Oh, I don't care if I do die, do die, do die, do die, do die. Hey, talk about a rambling. She's the fastest train on the line. Talk about a traveling. the fastest train on the line it's that orange blossom special rolling down the sea
2: No
0: a little advance apologies I may have to cut into this next track Rex Orange County's Pluto Projector Tim Almeida joining us for five minutes just to give a little um, message about the great Tony the dog Is that what I'm supposed to be? if you're looking for your furry forever f- friend he might be right here on the heart this morning
3: what if all this counts for nothing Everything I thought I'd be What if by the time I realize, It's too far behind to see 70 mil projector I can show you everything Yeah And we're on our way to glory Where the show won't ever end And the encore lasts forever it's time with you to spend i'll do the same as you i'll try and hold it up soon i hope or as soon as i'm old. My darkness, and you know my bedroom needs. You could
2: blast me in my secrets
0: but there's, there's probably probably no need. Approaching the bottom of the hour on Friday morning, uh, Village overhead doors underwriting this segment. welcoming back to the show, Tim Almeida. Um, we're very exciting. I know you can go to Instagram at training underscore with underscore Tim. To take a look at Tony, he's a pup in need of a forever home, but I wanted to know a little bit more about Tony from you, Tim. I know you've been working with this pup.
4: Hi, I'm sorry, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, a little bit more about Tony. First of all, good morning. How are you? Great to hear your voice.
0: Hey, thanks. Go ahead.
4: Uh, so Tony Tony is one of our long residents. He's uh, over 365 days at least. Um, He's a great dog. Uh, The thing is with dogs like Tony or most dogs, people want, understandably so, want a dog who gets along with every other dog, who likes cats, who doesn't want to chase little things, who is perfectly social. And Tony is not all those things. He probably will chase cats if he sees one. Um, He's a big boy. He's strong. Uh, But his behavior is actually dramatically improved while in the shelter um and uh he's also dog selective so there's some dogs he gets along with and others he's reactive to and so that's probably a part of the reason why people don't apply for him and other dogs like him but it doesn't make him any less uh of a great dog and, and a dog that could do really well in a home and just be an awesome companion you know
0: i i completely understand so he's He's dog selective and he's prey driven. There's tons of dogs out there that are like that that are perfectly yeah. awesome yeah. dogs. If you're the type of person that you're you you don't have other pets in your home um and you're okay with just walking your your dog on a leash, um there's no reason why not to have a dog like this. I've had dogs like that who were the best dogs ever. All right, so so if you want to take a look at Tony training underscore with underscore Tim and Tim, before I let you go, uh, a little bit about where you train and and what you do.
4: Oh, absolutely, okay, and and very quickly, all dogs are prey driven at some level. Amen. FYI. Um, yes. So I am. Um, I work at Southampton Animal Shelter. I'm there about three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. And then I also run my own business, and I'm all over all over the island, mostly Suffolk County at this point now. Uh, anywhere from uh, Mariches area out to Southampton, sometimes East Hampton when the busy season is not among us.
0: Got <laughs> it, got it. Uh, and uh, you know, so is Tony at South uh, Southampton Animal Shelter?
4: Tony is at Southampton Animal Shelter. Any dogs I share on my feed are residents of Southampton Animal Shelter in Hampton Bay. It's 102 Old Riverhead Road.
0: And and it's different now because I, I think the last time I was there, I wanted to, to take a look at the pups and they said it's by appointment only at this point. Is that how it works?
4: Uh, it was because of COVID restrictions and things like that, but we're now open to the public. You do need to Uh, Still call, make an appointment if you want to come meet a dog and, you know, fill out an application. And that's just so we don't get an influx of people just piling in the shelter.
0: Got it. I completely understand and appreciate that. Please let us know when Tony finds his forever home. I'm hoping it's going to be soon.
4: You got it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Take care, Tim. All right. Take care. God bless
0: all right, so it's I think Jasper Conroy is still with us. Jasper, are you there?
5: Hey, yes, here I am.
0: Good morning, hello. You know, I I, I met I met you guys uh, I, years ago. I think it was right before your first the first time you toured. Um, it was out at at the Talk House. I was shooting for Dan's papers. First time I got to to know you guys. And, you know, I had a spot open first, uh, you know, first spot this morning. And I came across Mark Schiavone's post about the Montauk Skate Park. Is this a new thing? Is it opening today? Tell me everything that you know.
5: Okay. Um, So the Montauk Skate Park was originally built, like, in the late 90s. um, Built by this legendary... Gateboarder from New York, Andy Kessler. And, you know, over the course of 25 years, it had got some wear and tear. And so a year ago, a bunch of guys from Montauk got together the idea to raise some money and and, and renovate the park. And uh, today is the official opening day. Uh, Ribbon cutting ceremony is at 6 p.m. There's going to be live music from 5 to 8. We're playing immediately after the ribbon ceremony, the Montauk project. Um student body is before us at 5, and it's going to be great. Um, the park's amazing. Um, newly renovated, uh, designed by a world-renowned skate park builder, Tito Parada. Um, we broke ground in April, and five months later, we have a brand-new epic skate park.
0: I love this. You know, it's 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 great because it's a nice companion event. I love how the 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 forks mirror each other. So Greenport Skate park just got a a facelift, and it's and I'm happy to know that that Montauk has one as well. So wherever you are on the East End, you're not too far from an awesome skate park. It just kind of makes me uh, wish and hope that that Riverhead had the same. Uh, so you could fold it up that way. Or have did you ever have you ever had the occasion to use a skate park? Do you skate? Or did you of course.
5: You? I grew up skateboarding. Skateboarding and surfing and monster, you know, it's kind of one of these things where you know, growing up on the east end as a kid, you just kinda of gravitate towards board sports.
0: Right. And
5: um, you know, I think the the new upgraded skate park is 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 was designed around all age levels, so it's it's suited to Experts. There's a run a little kid. There's they revamped the original pool that was you know made for professional skateboarders. Um, so you know just growing up in, in in the board sport world, I feel like it's, it's very the contribution to the community to to, to do have these parks in you know the local communities. You know there's Montauk, of course. There's an Amigantic, Greenport. Uh, you know Red Creek in Hampton Bays and so you know
0: All right so that's just, close that's 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 close enough to Riverhead then I didn't know there was one at Red Creek All right so so do these do the skills complement one another like uh if you're skating will that help you be a better surfer and vice versa I think
5: so I think they sort of go hand in hand uh you know it's it's a type of balance you know the way you you're feel on your feet and the gravity and where you transition your weight from front to back and, you know, how you, that equilibrium that, you know, board sports gives you that be different than, you know, other types of sports like soccer or, or baseball.
0: I guess surfing's so cool. I, I do
5: think uh, surfing and skateboarding and they do very much go hand in hand.
0: Although I, I imagine that, it's interesting because it's like with surfing, the ground is always moving and always, always uh, reforming underneath you. So it's got to be, in some ways, more challenging, in some ways, more forgiving. So it, it's, yeah. it's really interesting. As
5: you know, as as an older you know person growing up doing this, you know I'm in my mid thirties now. The, I feel like uh, skateboarding is much less forgiving i think there's going to be a a a reckoning out in montauk right now because there's a whole bunch of us who grew up skateboarding the park you know and stopped doing it 10 years ago because falling on concrete uh hurts yeah you know falling on water you get that that little bit of forgiveness so um a bunch of old guys are gonna start skating again and we're gonna see how uh how we fare but the park is 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 really
0: make sure you really
5: good for uh
0: everybody. Brit, make sure you wear a helmet and uh, set a good example for the kids, you know? Of course. Um, Alright, so before I let you go, I'm going to play Highball. It's the first time I'm playing the new single by you guys. I played Bombshell a few times. Uh, what can you tell me about this track?
5: Oh, great. Um, so Highball's are our, our newest uh, single. Oh, the second of three uh, tracks we recorded this past winter uh in Brooklyn at Mission Sound with Oliver Strauss. Uh it's an original rock and roll tune. I think it has a little bit of the Black Crows rock and roll, hard rock vibe to it. Um and yeah, I think it's a you know, catchy rock tune. Black Crows meets little Led Zeppelin. We uh we recorded three tracks. The second one it dropped to about a Two months ago, and there's one more coming in in the fall.
0: Is it the same artist that did the uh, the art for the single? Because it's it's looking just as vibrant, uh, different palette, but but really cool. And I wouldn't be surprised to hear it was the same.
5: So uh, Raphael Mazuko is a fairly prominent uh, artist in the world, and he's a good friend of ours. And he he donated his catalog to the band so he basically gave us uh our Free collection range. of his art views for our, our albums Damn. and uh it's it's great oh it's as generous a contribution as, as anybody could get for us so, you know music is also very visual and i think his art represents our music very well
0: sure is all right so we'll play highball montauk project we've got nancy atlas project east end run On deck, a little CCR run through the jungle. After that, then Billy Joel through the long night. I'm Jenna Volpe. That was Jasper Conroy. This was the Friday morning tea underwritten by Village Overhead Doors. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
6: down to the lone whippoorwill. These times are changing fast. Oh, but I know what is true. So let this world turn me, cause that's when I turn to you. The time throwing some screaming kid out, these times are changing fast, oh but I know what is true, so let this world turn mad, cause that's when I turn to you, the tides are calling
0: You're listening to WLIWFM NPR Radio. I'm Gianna Volpe and this is The Heart of the East End. Billy Joel, the Rolling Stones, and Tyler Childers leading you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour. I'm Gianna Volpe, and you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome, and you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM.
7: Take the ribbon from your hair. Shake it loose and let it fall. Dancing soft against my skin. Like the shadows on walls. Tonight I need a friend Yesterday is dead and gone
0: And tomorrow's out of sight With Long Island local news, I'm Gianna Volpe on WLIWFM. A couple of medical experts on Long Island are disputing a new study that said Paxlovid did not help relieve COVID symptoms in people under 65. Pfizer's COVID-19 pill appears to provide little or no benefit for younger adults while still reducing the risk of hospitalization and death for high-risk seniors, according to a large study published Wednesday. The results from the 109,000-patient Israeli study are likely to renew questions about the U.S. government's use of Paxlovid, which has become the go-to treatment for COVID due to its at-home convenience. But Bart Jones reports on Newsday.com that two leading infectious disease specialists on Long Island said they had seen the op- opposite. Paxlovid did help people in various age groups. Regarding the recent Israeli study, Dr. Sharon Nachman, chief of the Division of Pediatric Diseases at Stony Brook Children's Hospital, tells Newsday I don't think that's really correct. I do think that those who are under 65 and have taken Paxlovid have actually done quite well with it. We haven't seen that much relapse of COVID in that population, and we've certainly not seen those who took Paxlovid coming to the hospital with COVID and being sick, she said. The vast majority infected, it did help. And quote, sometimes when you do a study, you have to be careful how you ask the question and who you ask it of, because that may skew what you're able to interpret from the results, she added. Dr. Bruce Hirsch, an infectious disease specialist, Northwell Health said he agreed that Paxlovid had helped many patients of different age groups. Quote, Paxlovid really helps, uh, excuse me, Paxlovid really improves clinical well-being within two or three days of taking the medicine. The young people, the younger people are doing okay anyway for the most part when they get infected with the Omicron variant, he added. But I have seen people who are younger feel better faster with Paxlovid. End quote. The Biden administration has spent more than $10 billion purchasing the drug and making it available at thousands of pharmacies through its test-and-treat initiative. Researchers found that Paxlovid reduced hospitalizations among people 65 and older by roughly 75 percent when given shortly after infection. That's consistent with earlier results used to authorize the drug in the United States and other nations. But people between the ages of 40 and 65 saw no measurable benefit according to the analysis of medical records per the Israeli study results released this week. In political news, Long Island saw an unprecedented set of primaries as the pending departure of three congressional veterans produced a scramble for open seats. And in Long Island's other congressional district, a freshman incumbent faced two challengers. Yancey Roy reports on Newsday.com that Republican contests featured party-backed candidates trying to fend off challengers who often called themselves more aligned with former De- President Donald Trump. The Democratic races had candidates from across the party spectrum. In the end, no candidate from either the extreme right or progressive left won. Party backed Representative Andrew Garbarino in the second congressional district and Nick LaLota in the first won GOP primaries in Suffolk. Former Hempstead uh, supervisor Laura Gillen in the 4th District and Public Relations Executive Robert Zimmerman in the 3rd District won Democratic contests in Nassau. Elsewhere in New York, Representative Sean Patrick Maloney crossed progressive challenger State Senator Alessandra Biagi in the 17th District race in the Hudson Valley. Dan Goldman, a former federal prosecutor, declared victory in the Manhattan-based 10th District where he was considered a moderate in a field of more than 10 candidates in the 23rd congressional district in western New York Nick Langworthy the Republican state chairman defeated Carl Paladino the party's 2010 gubernatorial candidate who had a history of making inflammatory and offensive comments including praising Adolf Hitler uh, Langworthy said he jumped in the primary in part because he thought Paladino's presence on the ballot could hurt Republicans around the state in November. And finally, New York State began taking applications for retail marijuana licenses yesterday. James Barron and Grace Ashford in the New York Times report that the state is giving preference to people in communities that were disproportionately affected by the drug wars of the past, but large medical marijuana companies went in on the state's new retail industry too. An issue is a fee that the medical marijuana companies will have to pay to sell marijuana outside the medical program. There is no figure listed in the law, so the decision will ultimately rest with state regulators. Several different numbers and fee structures have been discussed, ranging from roughly $3 million per operator all the way up to $20 million. Regulators want to build not just a profitable network but also an equitable one, and they say that collecting as big a fee as they can would help them do that. On Thursday, New Yorkers were allowed to begin applying for the first round of marijuana retail licenses. These first licenses will not go to just anyone, however. They won't even go to anyone who meets the definition of social or economic equity. To qualify, candidates must have been convicted of a marijuana-related offense or have a close family member who has and have, a, have run a profitable business for the past two years, among other things. The state has pledged to get the first retail marijuana stores open by the end, um, well, before the end of the year. Reading the weather in Center Mariches in honor of the RSVP Animal Welfare and Rescue Group's Summer's End Brewery Blast event tomorrow afternoon. Lillian from RSVP joining us at the bottom of the hour to discuss that event. And of course, if you want to make a weekend of helping out our homeless furry friends, you can call Southampton Animal Shelter and inquire about Tony or stop by the Global Street's 4th Annual Benefit and Reception for Animal Welfare at Hamptons between 6 and 9.30 p.m. tonight. Just some options for you. Looking like a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly after 4 p.m. today. Otherwise, partly sunny with a high near 84 degrees. South wind 8 to 14 miles per hour. Tonight, a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms mainly before 10 Partly cloudy, otherwise with a low around 69 degrees. Southwest wind 5 to 10 miles per hour becoming light west after midnight. Right now it's 80 degrees. We are getting back to the uh, playlist, actually going through it, really. Uh, Through the is the theme we are working through right now, starting with the parting gifts, walking through the sleepy city. I've got the foundations, a walk through the trees, And then even Tiny Tim's tiptoe through the tulips uh, before the Beatles, she came in through the bathroom window. I'm Gianna Volpe. These are the parting gifts and you, whoever you are out there. You are awesome. You're listening to Long Island's only local NPR radio station, WLIWFM. The weekday morning and midnight show, The Heart of the East End, featuring music from all decades and genres and interviews with folks from all walks of life. All because of you, the listener supporter, uh, donating to WLIWFM.org. A year after the foundations recorded a walk through the trees Tiny Tim recorded this and I remember as a teenager when I was building up some massive uh, discography uh, on my many hard drives who which crashed and then I had to start all over again uh, when my dad introduced me to Tiny Tim uh, one of the strangest looking and sounding fellows in uh, all of history, and we salute him for it. Uh, the Fab Four on the Beatles after Tiny Tim, then Ella Jane through the looking glass following she came in through the bathroom window. Lillian from RSVP joining me in just five minutes for the Hot Sounds segment, underwritten by Sag Harper Cinema. And saluting you, of course, listener supporter of Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. Ella Jane's 2021 record. This is not what it looks like. It's through the looking glass on WLIWFM.
6: With my own hands Take a knife and carve me over and over again mm-hmm. And if you lie and I don't mind If I can fake it then I'll try Thank you.
0: Ella Jane leading us into the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour on Friday morning. Just after one, if you're listening to the replay of the Hot Sights and Sounds segment underwritten by Sag Harbor Cinema, Lillian Lennon joining us from RSVP, Inc., Animal Welfare and Rescue Group, to tell us more about the summer's and brewery blast going on at Marich's Field Brewing Company in center Merich's. Tomorrow afternoon, of course, as we mentioned earlier, if you want to make a weekend of helping our furry friends, tonight is the Global Strays 4th Annual Benefit and Reception for Animal Welfare at Naya Hamptons. So you can find out more information about that at globalstrays.org. And more about tomorrow's Summer's End Brewery Blast by sticking right here with me and Lillian. Good morning, Miss Lennon. Thank you for joining us.
8: Thank you for having me, Gianna.
0: So so tell me everything. I am woefully ignorant of RSVP's Animal Welfare and Rescue Group.
8: Well, our group is an outreach group. Um, we've been around since 1996, um, starting out helping out the Riverhead Shelter back then. Right. And then it kind of um, segued and morphed into a outreach program where our volunteers help the community of mainly Riverhead and the North and South Fork areas. It's kind of extended a little bit into Mariches and Manorville as well. Um, and we help um, people keep their animals out of shelters. We provide uh, low-cost spay-neuter services. Um, we also uh, provide food and shelter and and vet services when we can. Um, we feed about 150 feral cats a day. Um, and we also take care of um, many um, dogs and, um, in that community as well. Um, and um, we're just... Uh, we have a lot of longevity behind us. We call ourselves a little um, engine that could humble rescue group, um, and uh, we are still going strong, um, almost 30 years later.
0: So this is a really important topic: the idea of keeping folks' pets in the home. Can you talk a little bit about uh, some of the reasons why it's important? I, I imagine you're you're trying to protect against surrender. Is that right?
8: exactly especially with the dogs um, many times um, we found people uh, just wanting to surrender their dogs to the shelters because they couldn't couldn't afford them or they had to move or they had a, um, a crisis in the family and so um, we tried to supplement care so that they can keep their animals we want we don't want them in the shelters uh, although the shelters do a remarkable job with uh, what they have to deal with um, the, you know, the, keeping the animals in their homes is are, is paramount to us.
0: Can you talk a little bit more? Yeah, I know you mentioned feral cats. Uh, ways that you help them. Can you can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, we call them
8: community cats. Um, sometimes feral gets the bad rap um, because some of these cats are can be adoptable if they're socialized. But many of these many of these cats are born outside. Um, and if they're not um, socialized at an early age sometimes it's hard for them to become um, adoptable cats they are, they still deserve a life and so but we don't want them reproducing because they can produce thousands and thousands of litters and then they become right. a, a problem for themselves in the community so we go out and we stay anew neuter them
0: all oh that's we, fantastic we little,
8: yeah that's
0: and it. then we,
8: and then we continue to see them and provide them with shelter
0: okay so so does this end up like, Uh, I know there's like cat colonies out there. uh, Yes, we uh,
8: we have approximately fifteen of them in the mainly in the Riverhead area, and a few of them in the Mariches area.
0: Fifteen colonies of cats?
8: Yes, fifteen colonies. Yes, Um, some are smaller than others. Some are bigger than others. We have, you know, some colony might only have you know about four or five cats. Others might have up to a dozen or fifteen. So, um, so we feed approximately one hundred and fifty cats a day.
0: But I guess the most important element is is spaying and neutering, so yeah. that these are yeah. not. And
8: it all, um, yes. Somehow we very rarely, although it happens occasionally, we you very rarely will see kittens in our colonies. Managed. They've been managed for years, and then over time, they, they, you know, mother Mother Nature takes its course, and the cats, you know, um, pass away after many years of being cared for, and then the colony is closed down, and we, and it helps. Helps because the cats uh, are not reproducing and and um and also they have a better life that way as well.
0: All right, so uh doing God's work out there. You are making sure that well, we, we like to think we are
8: we're we're kind of unsung heroes, we you know, we don't we're not as well known as some of the uh, larger groups, but we we do a lot of behind the scenes things that you know, make make an impactful difference. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you know, because it's not just that you're 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 feeding uh, stray cats or, or or caring for cats outside, but you're also making sure that the 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 issue does not continue, that there does not continue yes, to be. Yeah,
8: exactly, exactly. The whole point is to try to keep that under control so that the cats can have a, a can live out their life, but not make make more cats. Right, you know that's what we don't want. Stay neuter is an intricate part of what we do. Yes. because
0: it's it's not an easy life for these cats. I mean, these are it's
8: not an easy life. They don't live that long. Something gets them. Right. You know, the cats need to be indoors. But feral cats, unfortunately, are are not always adoptable, mm. um, unless they you know unless you can socialize them
0: right from the so right from the start. That I, I, yeah, I imagine yeah. you probably help if, if someone finds kittens. It's got to be really important to try oh, yeah. to trap them. Oh, yeah,
8: many times. Yeah, right. when, we, when we get them early enough. Um, and occasionally we do find cats that have that, that are domesticated that may have gotten lost or, or sadly dumped in a feral colony. And, um, and we find that they're very sociable and, and adoptable, and we don't leave them there. We try to get them out of there if possible okay, yeah. and get them adopted into homes.
0: So, folks out there, if you're you're interested in helping out RSVP, uh, Animal Welfare and Rescue Group, they've got the Summers End Brewery Blast tomorrow from noon to 4 p.m. at Marich's Field Brewing Company. Um, a par- a pr- portion of the proceeds of the charity beer will be donated. Um, there's no admission f- uh, no admission fee, so patrons uh, get their own uh, you know food and whatnot. Uh, but there's going to be music who's playing and how else can uh, folks help out RSVP?
8: Well, we're going to have a 50 50 raffle and we're going to have a a large auction of all kinds of um, raffle baskets and prizes that so many uh, lovely, lovely people and businesses donated to us. So um, that's how we're going to make some money so we can supplement uh, care for these animals going forward. And, uh, and so, That's how we're going to hopefully raise some money tomorrow. It's our first um, post-pandemic in-person fundraiser.
0: Well, I hope to see you guys there tomorrow. I'm going to try to make it RSVPINC.org. I'm Gianna Volpe. That was uh, Lillian Lennon. Beautiful name. This is Gladys Knight and the Pips. And you, whoever you are out there, you're awesome. And you're listening to Long Island's only NPR radio station, WLIWFM. The morning and midnight showed the heart of the East End. Approaching the end of a great broadcast week for me, but so much more amazing programming coming for you. The listener supporter of WLI, WFM, Maggie Rogers, the Judds, the Goo Goo Dolls, and Squeezer in uh, up to the end of this edition of The Heart and the NPR broadcast at the top of the hour. A deep bow to all of my guests this morning, Tim Almeida. Jasper Conroy and Lillian Lennon as well as our underwriters Village Overhead Doors and Sag Harbor Cinema. I'm Gianna Volpe and you whoever you are out there you are awesome and you're listening to WLIWFM NPR Radio.
9: You can buy a diamond rind, slip it on my hand, put me on a big old plane and fly me to a foreign land, show me rose of fancy clothes, say, honey, you can take your pick, that'd be my kind, but it ain't gonna do the trick,
6: give a little love,
9: mm, a little squeeze and a little kiss, give a little hug. me in foreign tongues with the southern drop. Be a man for most I am and wear a pointed hat. And I don't care how you look, cause that ain't where it's at. So give a little love, mm, a little squeeze and a little kiss. Give a little hug, mm, I want some more of this. Take a little time. Make a poor heart skip a beat Drive you wild with a smile And then they'll treat you cruel I ain't gone far for that Cause a mama didn't raise no food
6: So give a little love Mm
9: -hmm. Squeeze and a little kiss Give a little hug Mm -hmm. I want some more of this Take a little time Whoa.
0: certainly squeeze it in fact i need to add another track because we got 10 more minutes of the show this is a little bit of love from weezer a new single here on the heart of the east end got the queen of soul aretha franklin sturgill simpson and long island his own uh james o'malley leading you into the npr news break at the top of the hour i say a little prayer a little light and a little room to breathe right here on long island's only npr radio station wliwfm
6: i mm-hmm. from me
10: Through all the earthly trials of sorrow Oh, child.
0: Leading you into the NPR news break at the top of the hour with Center Moriches own James O'Malley. Don't forget about RSVP's Summer's End Brewery Blast at Moriches Field Brewery, noon to 4 p.m. tomorrow, right in Center Moriches.
6: She always meant so much to me, someone I could talk to incessantly. I could bore her to tears, still she'd be listening to me. lie awake in the morning light staring out the window nothing inside except our little dream
11: that everything
6: will work out all right in time we'd see all we'd ever need was our love and a little room to breathe